you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for um, the opportunity to gather today. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that as you're about to start, that you um, bring your word to us. You open our heart to receive your word. And this word will change and transform our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, um, we're going to get started now. Um, Ms. Kingsley Joma, um, she is a very powerful pastor, influencing life and building people for God. And we have the opportunity today to hear from her. She will be um, bringing this topic in another dimension that will bless um, our life. I'm so honored to have her um, join us today and to um, teach us today. So with a warm welcome, let's just celebrate her as, um, as she come up and present this topic to us. Okay, Ma, the platform is all yours. Ma, just unmute, I think you should just unmute your um, device. Everything is set. Hello? Are you hearing me now? We can hear you. Can you? Okay, sir. Okay, sir. Thank you very much. I just want to thank you for honoring me and giving me this opportunity to teach the word of God. Uh, I've learned a lot from you, and I thank God for your life. There is something that you always used to tell us when you were teaching us. You said, in every opportunity, any opportunity that we have, we should make use of it. So I'm really happy that I knew you. And my prayer for you today is that God Almighty will help you in this journey. You will never, you will never end this journey halfway in the name of Jesus. Amen. I also want to thank everybody and appreciate everybody that are present here this moment. And I pray that no one of us here shall be dull of understanding the word of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hello. Hello, are you hearing me? Yes, we can hear you. Just go on. Okay, sir. Uh, the topic uh, the topic says drunken love, reviving your burning passion for God. And I want to start by explaining the meaning of drunken love by saying that drunken love means spiritual intoxication. And this is the type that the disciples experienced at the Pentecost in the book of Acts 2, verse 13. When they emerged from the upper room, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They enjoyed the drugness of the new wine, which is the Holy Spirit in receiving Christ. Their soul were filled with the love of God. It was something new and amazing. Praise God. God is love. Christ laid down his life for us, so we ought to lay down our own lives for him too. We must have passion in doing the work of God. And what do I mean by passion? That's a strong desire, a sort of strong desire, strong feeling, strong desire that you have for God. And for you to succeed or achieve great things in this life, we must have passion. Hallelujah. I want to go straight to 
the text. Our reading is taken from the book of Matthew 24, from verse 4 to 12. I just want to narrate that place. From where we read, this place is talking about the last days, the period which people would have no natural affection. The last days. The disciples, they were so anxious, they were asking God, what is the sign? Can you tell us the sign of the end? We want to know the sign of the end. And Jesus began by telling them all these things. But we take, we just take our, our reading from verse uh, 4 to 5. And I just want to break it down for us. If you look at from verse 4 to 5, it, it's, it's talking about spiritual deception. That is deception works. And this is what is happening now. Many pastors will come in his name, but they preach another thing. They will bring down Jesus and they lift themselves up. Hallelujah. Then from verse 6 to 7, it's talking about the rumors of wars, which we are aware today, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, border against border. And there will be famine and earthquake. If you watch today, maybe you listen to news or something like that, you hear about, if you can't remember anyone, this recent one that happened between Russia and Ukraine. Hallelujah. Just so many, we have been hearing rumors of things going wrong. Kingdom against kingdom, fighting each other. Hallelujah. Now we go to uh, verse 9 of it. When you talk of verse 9, it's talking about persecutions. Look at the deaths and killings in the church this time around. It's getting so much. Look at the recent one that happened in Owo, in Ogu State. The killing of innocent souls that went to serve God. Imagine, in a church, people no longer, no longer take God for anything. They take him now for granted. They use him as fair tire. They don't have fear of God again. How can a human being go into a church where the congregations are busy serving the Lord and they have the hearts to enter there and they kill innocent souls that came to serve God? Ha. Abi, are we talking about the killing of Deborah, the one we know, Deborah Yakubu? She was beaten and stoned to death because she had declared the, the faith in Christ. Kidnapping of pastors is rampant. So many evil that is happening around the nation, most especially in this country, Nigeria. And not just only here, all over the world. All these things are the signs. The, the signs, that means the, it, it's approaching. Because God warned us, he warned the church, he warned the disciples, that when all these things started happening, you know that the time is near. Then when you look at verse 10, many will turn against the faith and will betray and hate each other. <laughs> there will be those who will work to cause strife and hatred in the church. Your friends may become your enemy. No forgiveness from any little offense. Any little offense, you see that people will flame up. Persecution brings out the worst out in these people. No mercy. We have turned to something else. In churches now, hatred everywhere. Nobody loves each other again. Hallelujah. When you go to verse 11, it's talking about prophets. They will emerge. They will rise. They will rise and deceive many. They will twist the faith. The Spirit clearly says the later times, some will abandon the faith and follow the deceiving spirits and things, and things of the demons. And that is exactly what is happening today. Some of them get their powers from marine spirits. Some are awkward. They have sold their conscience to the Satan. And many of them have left their first love. And now 
house. They have turned the churches and pulpits to theater acts. Now they have drama to entice people with their lying spirits. And most of us encourage them by saying, Ride on, sir. Ride on, sir. What are they riding on? on? Riding on, on their on, on, on their the, the doct fake doctrines, riding on, on fake, fake gospel, riding on, on deceiving people, deceiving innocent souls that came to serve God is rampant. Some of them are from the occultic kingdom. Some of them are making shows at their pulpit. You see men of God now. They are not ready. Some of them, I'm not a majority of them. Majority of them, when you listen to their preaching, they are no longer preaching people to Christ. They are telling people about their fame. They keep on telling people how they made it, how many cars they get, how many this, how many this, their fame, all those sorts of nonsense. Is it what God asks us to do? We are here to teach his word. We are not here to tell us how you made it in life, how you did this, how you suffered, how this is. And the worst part of it that is going on in so many churches now, I tell you, my brethren, so many of us, we have entered this game. I don't know the game we are playing. Are we serving God? or we are serving men of God. I don't know. We are the ones encouraging them. We encourage them a lot. Some of them now, they have turned their churches to a, 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 a sort of Babalawo house. Some of them have left the assignments that God has given to them as men of God, or pastors, or bishops, or whatever they name themselves. Some of them have turned that place, the house of God, down. They use it now for spiritual words. They say, they are doing spiritual works and they keep on deceiving people those that feel they want to be deceived because it's not everybody if you watch from that place that's where we read in that matthew 24 uh, 24 if you read if you read down you will see that that place said many it's not all it's many so it's those that will allow themselves to be deceived you see people at times they look at churches today so many churches are empty the ones that are preaching the word of god the ones that are preaching sound doctrine nobody now people don't want to hear whether you are preaching sound doctrine whether you're no they, they are not anxious about that they are anxious about a place that is big a place that is crowd a place something is happening a place that will give them prophecy but the fact is that have you checked that prophet it's not all about prophecy the word of God is not a yes, I know prophecy is there, but it's not all about some of them are giving prophecies and they, we are in ties. How can somebody you call yourself a pastor and you tell somebody, okay, because that person is opportune to come to you, maybe for deliverance or something like that, or for counseling, and maybe God speaks to you that this person has spiritual husband or spiritual wife, and they take them for granted. They use these people, they rape them, they sleep with them, even married women. They sleep with them. How can a pastor say by sleeping with somebody that has a, 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 a married spirit or you have this spiritual husband or spiritual wife, maybe by sleeping with you, that is the way maybe it will bring a, a, a deliverance to you. That means when you sleep with that person, you collect the spiritual husband or wife and you now give it to your own wife. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. So many things have gone wrong in the body of Christ. Praise God. Today we know. Today we know. We know the best men and women of God from the one that that, uh, 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 that has a big crowd. That's the people who will take us the best men and women of God. So many churches today that really know what they are doing. So many pastors today that are preaching exactly the word of God. That are preaching the word of God. The sound doctrine. When you enter there, you see that that place is cast. It's not that they are not doing it well, but so many of them feel 
like now maybe you want to do a program and you go ahead and print handbills and you go outside to evangelize you talk to people about god you tell them about god or maybe they should come to church or whatever the first thing they will ask you are they sharing money what are they going to give us that is what the church or the world has turned to today go and put a banner in any church people will leave it but when they see a poster where maybe a party house where they want to go and do party and they snap or a naked person there that's where you see people more especially the young ones the youth that's the place they prefer to go it doesn't show the sign of love of god this set of people doesn't have the the love of god in them praise god then because of the increase of wickedness the love of many will grow cold this is the biggest danger facing the church in the last days. We will be called towards the things of God. We no longer go out to evangelize. We no longer study the word we used to do before. We use the time of God for granted on our own selfish desires. We no longer born for God. These are the set of people that have this burning desire for God before their first love. When they first knew God, the God was, their desire for God was burning. They do things. In the house of god they worship god they go for evangelism they read their they read the scriptures they study but gradually gradually their their their, their love for god is going down it's fading away the same people that first love god now the love has faded away this is one reason god was angry with one of the uh, uh, seven churches in asia in ephesus uh, uh, asia i think the church in ephesus in the book of uh, revelation uh, chapter 2 verse 1 to 5 or thereabouts they were doing the works of god but the way they are doing it they take it like an obligation an assignment they this will be strong in their faith but they abandoned the passion and first love for him the church started out in fire for god so energetic passionate and ready to do god's work but they forsake their passion Love is the greatest thing in life. Walking in love should be our main focus. God is love. And he wants us to love one another. If you go to the book of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, uh, beginning from verse 1 to 3, I think it tells us that no matter how many gifts of the Spirit we may operate in, if we, if we, if we are not operating in love, all other gifts are useless. That gift is useless. If we speak in tongues, we don't have love. Ah, we are just making a big noise. Biggest noise. We are, we are just making a big noise. We don't have love of God in us. No matter our gift. But if we don't have love, ah, we are useless. Sorry, I'm not trying to insult anybody. But when they say someone is useless, I don't think it's a, it's a bad thing. Because I believe there is something like useful and useless. That's your, God using you or, or whatever is less. It's not full. And you need to be full. Instead of being useless, you need to be useful. Praise God. Blessings of God does not stop in a place. It rotates. Let's show love. Let's show love in everything we do. Let's show love in the things of God. We should not allow the love of God to dry. We should not allow that desire, the passion, that burning desire that we have in God to die. Try to give. Some of us, we are not givers. We don't give. The blessings of God is talking in our hands. Give to the poor, give to the needy, the less privileged. Give to promote the gospel. But some of us today, you see the kind of handsets that we are carrying. If, if you ask them how much they buy it, 
you will see that from 100,000, 200, some go ahead and buy for their girlfriends. But, but tell these people to come and promote the gospel. It's a lie. They are not interested. And these the same people that have this burning desire for God. Hallelujah. If you don't give, you remain stagnant. You need to give. Praise God. God first gave to us. He sacrificed his only begotten son to die for us. He's the one that showed that first love. Why then are we not responding? Why are we not serving him the way we used to? Why do we allow the love of God in our lives to drop? The question is, have you lost your passion for God? Like the church in Ephesus that I just said now. Many of us have had passion for God or God's work. But somehow we have lost it. Things of God does not move us any longer. We have lost, we, we, we have, we, we have lacked motivation and consistency because our passion has faded. The love of God is gradually waxing cold in our lives. And the question this moment is, what is the way out? How can we revive this burning passion back again? How can we revive this burning passion, the, the first love that we have for God? How can we revive it again? It's just a matter of self-examination. Remember where you have fallen. In that place, we read Revelation 2, verse 5. You will see what that place is talking about. It says, remember. Remember where you have fallen. Sit down and ask yourself question. Like, at what point did I stop loving to serve God? Or do the things of God, like evangelism, or listening to the word of God? Even fasting. Some of us these days, we, don't, we no longer fast. We, we, we give excuses. I have also, I do this. We give excuses to just to run away from the things of God. Even to come to church, ah, we give excuses. You know, man of God will understand. When you ask them, why didn't you come to church? They have excuse or they have something to tell you. They are selfish desires. I, tell them, I used to tell them, I said, the reason you, you, you did not come to church or you are no more doing the things of God, I may not know, but it's only God that knows. At the last day, all of us will receive our payments. If you do good, you receive your payments. If you see bad, you will still receive your own. Praise God. So some of us, we are no longer doing all this. We have to sit down and ask ourselves questions. Why all this? Why is it not like that again? Remember the love of God and the things you've enjoyed. Some of us, we enjoyed this God. We enjoyed him a lot in the first place. The first time we, 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 we give our lives to Christ, when we newly give our lives to Christ, there is this burning desire. We wake up in the morning, we want to go to church. Even before any other person will wake up, ah, you're already in the church. You want to go and clean the house of God. You want to go and sit chairs. You want to go and do this one. You want to go out for evangelism, to talk to people. We enjoyed all these things and God was blessing us. But now the love has faded away. A singer sings a, a, a song. He says, count your blessings and name them one by one. Praise God. Memory creates affection. Then when you remember, the next thing you have to do is to repent. It's in verse 5 of where we read, in that Revelation 2, verse 5. Repent. Turn away from your sins. Have a change of mind by confessing your sins and have a remorse for it. I used to tell my people, I say, look, 
it's not all about every day we come to church, we pray, and when we want to pray for the uh, prayer for mercy, we say, let everybody open your mouth and ask God for forgiveness of sin in any way that you have sinned against. It has become a topic. Some of us, we are not doing it as a full repentance. We are saying it like poem. We just have to say it because we need to say, uh, Father, have mercy upon me. Even some of us, when they did something wrong, when you try to correct them, they'll tell you, eh, is it only me? After all, everybody will face the judgment. They say, after all, there is grace. I tell them that, yes, there is grace, but grace can never cover sins. Grace can never make you to sin. Grace can never make you to go and sin and do one thing or the other, and you say the grace of God is there. There is no grace in that one. We need to be careful. Repent from your sins. Repent from your wickedness. There are so many wickedness in churches now. So many hatred. Hatred is full. It's much. We no longer forgive. At a slighted mistake, maybe when you offend somebody, ah, it has become a big, a big deal. It has become a big topic. You can no longer go to your brother or your sister that you offended or the one that offended you and you say, please, I am sorry. Even though you go to them and say, please, I am sorry, you will see them, they will go out. And they have to go and tell their friends, eh, Shebi, don't tire. It's not begging me. It's not all about that. There is something I learned from uh, uh, evangelist uh, fulfillment. Uh, one day we are doing, we are having a meeting. There is something that he said in one of the meetings he said it doesn't as a leader it doesn't really matter maybe when you go wrong or you do something wrong or whoever that does maybe it's not even you or somebody do something wrong against you or offended you just go ahead and make peace don't narrate what happened don't even begin to narrate eh, you do me this you do me that because when you, you if you try to do such a thing you are trying to put fire into that uh, 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 case or that problem. And it can never be resolved. So the best way is to go and say, please, I'm sorry, forget it. I don't want to know whatever that cause is. I am sorry about, and you move, you move ahead. But some of us these days, many of us, huh, it's not in our agenda again. No. They'll say, do me, I do you. God, no go verse. I don't know the kind of heart, wicked that they have. No love of God again. You will see that you did not see your brethren in the church. You did not see your sister or your brother in the church. You cannot call. You cannot try to know why this person did not come. We feel I don't care life. This is not whom God is. God is love. And he expected us to follow his step. Praise God. So by the time you repent, what do you do? You return. In fact, you say, go back to your first law. Return back from where you have fallen return back go back to your first love your passion that your burning desire for god go back go back to the first works those things you used to do for him when you were in love return back to your prayer life return back to your evangelism studying the scriptures fasting whatever you once did when you were once passionate that is what you need to return to. We need to return back to the first love, return back to God. We should not allow this thing to happen. The world is coming to an end. So many things have started happening. Already the, the love of many have started worsening. Very cold, very cold, very cold. They are no more interested in the things of God. They feel they can do it on their own. God is no longer helping people. Ah, the gospel, before you open a chapter, you want to read it, they already know what is there. 
And that's why you see at times, most of us, we are the one that is promoting the kingdom of devil. Because if you study, if you study the word of God, if you are the type that you always study, you will know about the things of God. You will know what God is talking about. You will know the scriptures. You will know how to defend yourself. You will know when a man of God is speaking lies. You will know something happened in our ministry some time ago. Uh, we invited a man of God. And sorry, my husband is not the type that always like inviting people because they don't know who is who. Some of them, you think that they are good. Some of them, you think that, you know, they have big, big names these days. Pastor, Mrs. Nkemka, for example. Doctor, Mrs. Apostle, Keneko, Keneko. And when you want to welcome them to the pulpit, if you don't mention that name, you are in trouble. They will even correct you. They will write a note and give the usher to give you to correct that name. That, except you put that doctor, evangelist, uh, apostle, minister, see names all titles they are just bearing titles nothing so when we invited this one to the pulpit, you know what happened and before we even invited this guest mm. my spirit was rejecting the, the the pastor i told my husband i said ah i don't know why i'm having these feelings this man of god i'm not seeing him as uh, i'm sorry i'm not seeing him as maybe god sent my husband said i should not conclude let's just watch mm. for the first time and immediately he picked the bible he started reading the scriptures immediately he read the scriptures he did not even interpret it he folded it and keep it down you know what happened he now mentioned the name of somebody he called so he didn't even mention he just called one person he said stand up i see something for you you are so 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 so, so person he started giving the lady prophecies my brethren come and see fake prophecy come and see fake prophecy the lady had patience she was just listening to the man of god with his lying tongue and everything lies upon lies and me i didn't know we don't know it's only the person that he was talking to and immediately he finished you know what happened the lady flamed up he said Ooh, man of god you are fake daddy daddy he was referring to my husband he said daddy this man of god should not come to this church again this is not a real man of god though he let this man go it's a lie my mother is still alive he told the lady that the mother is dead and the father married like three wives the brother when the brother uh, the senior brother that the father took the brother to so 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 place uh, to initiate the boy and the senior brother was not even he, he, she he was just a baby he was still sucking breast immediately they gave birth to the guy according to the lady the father died everything he said was fake and this is the kind of people that when they are doing it and they will be shouting can i prophesy can i prophesy to somebody can i say something and we'll be shouting yes sir right down right down which kind useless right down they deceive us they deceive many people people that they want to deceive because it's not everybody because you are not rooted you are not grounded in the, in the word of god yes they have to deceive you abi am i talking about the other one I went to a church like that in a program. They invited somebody from a guest from Uyo in a Kwaibom or whatever. And this man of God came. It's as if he carried fire. The whole, the whole house was shaking. The whole house was shaking. Bang, 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 bang. And the man will be going up and down. If he give one prophecy, if he just give one prophecy, he will, call, he will tell everybody, oh yeah, I, close your eyes. If I see you, if I see you, open your eyes, you are a suspect. Everybody close your eyes. And he was going round, round, meeting people. He, he came to me. He asked me, what's your name? 
I told him, and I didn't know. I told him his name, my name. He said, eh, 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 you are from where? Are you married? I said, yes. I didn't have anything in mind. I just answered him. He will go to like three or four people. And before you know it, he will go to the pulpit. And he mentioned, eh, somebody, there is somebody here. Your name is Ijoma. Your name is Zizi. I will not come out. Or he mentioned another person's name. The person will come out. And he starts giving us prophecy. I see you. You are the first daughter in your family. You are five in number. You are from Imo State. You are from this. this. Hey, I'm like, in fact, that day, I cannot like you, my brothers and my sisters. I cannot lie you. I picked up my Bible. I left that place. I told God, please forgive me. But I can't stay. This is not a mountain. I can't stay under this roof. I went away. And before I went away, you know what happened? On the process, he said, there is somebody here. There is somebody here. I just see you now. I know this one, this prophecy will be like uh, something that I'm not supposed to say it at the altar. But the way the thing is burning in my, in my heart, I need to open up and tell us. I need to open up right now. There is somebody here. You are wearing the USA pants. Hey, Jesus. I'm like, how can a man of God, what are you looking that you see somebody that wear such a thing under, not even... Maybe where I can see. That day I fear so many people that call themselves men of God. But all these things is what so many people want. You want to enter to a church that there is fire. And you don't know the kind of fire that is burning, whether it's hell, hell fire or whatever. You just they just tell you come, it's happening in Nazareth, it's happening in Mount Sinai, it's happening in our church, on our church, on our pastor, no, they see, on our uh, uh, this one, no, they see, come to where it's happening, and they will deceive us, we'll go there, and they will use us and make money just to entice people. You see, people faking testimony, and this thing is coming from us, the church. God is speaking to us. There are so many wickedness, lawlessness in the churches now. He's speaking to us direct. No wonder he said judgment will start from the church. A lot of abominations. A lot of atrocities. People will create human beings in the church now and bury. Even the so-called members, we they will be the one, they, they will pay them, they will organize people and bring people from far to fake testimonies because of what they will eat. Where is your burning desire? Where is your love, your passion for God? At times, I think these people, are they from the pit of hell? And at times, when you feel like you want to correct them, that's the greatest and the worst mistake you will make. They will take you as, in fact, a useless person. These days, I don't know how to correct them again. I only put it in prayer. I say, God, have mercy. Revise us. We need revival. The church needs revival. Every church needs revival. We need revival in our churches. We need to revive this burning passion. We need to revive the love of God back again. We should not allow the devil to have its way. We should not allow the devil to, to have its way in our lives. We should not allow the devil to stop the taste of God in our lives. Should, we should not allow the devil to stop this burning desire. Devil, the devil is very trickish. Deceive us everywhere. Where are we going from here? I used to ask people, I say, if you die now, have you ever think, if you die now, where are you going? Something happened uh, 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 somewhere. Two people came to our house, I think to our ministry. And after the service, and these people were friends. After the service, you know, I'm like, ah, the way they did is not the way they used to do before. It's like something has gone wrong. I didn't see that love in them again. 
I didn't see the closeness between two of them again. I just ran to my husband and I said, Daddy, these two people, you know, they used to be friends, but the way they are behaving is like something has gone wrong. Maybe we should call them and know what is the problem. And unfortunately, we called them and sat them down. Behold, they had a problem. They started narrating the problem. And this thing happened in their own church. And after the whole thing, pastor tried to put mouth, their pastor in their church tried to put mouth, tried to reconcile both of them back again. But one of them, a pastor, I am telling you, a pastor, one of them, a pastor, a woman, a pastor. You know what she told the other one? Over my dead body, I am done with you. Go your way, let me go my way. That one tried to reconcile with, that one tried to beg him to understand that this thing that happened, happened in the church. And what really happened is that when this, I don't know, I don't know what, I'm not going to go into details, but the problem is that after the whole thing, maybe the thing busted out what happened and the, the, the thing came to the uh, table of the pastor and the pastor called them and set chairs on the pulpit. All of them sat down and the pastor started by telling them that, you see this thing that we are going to say here. That anybody that say you don't know that such a thing happened in the church, you are not aware, or you know anything about this thing and you keep quiet, that the Holy Spirit or God that owns that church is going to kill that person or is going to do one thing or the other. And the other one was afraid and he has to open up and say, I'm sorry, I cannot like look at what happened. She was the one that did this. She said that she not talk. And that was the problem. So after the whole thing, we tried to reconcile. The other one said, no, the pastor say is gone and it's gone. He doesn't want to have anything with the lady again and they left i even forced them they entered the same thing that because they came with uh, a car i told them to enter two of them they entered along the road the lady called me that day she dropped him and let her run after the water so the end of the story do you know that at the end it's not up to two weeks it did not take up to two weeks the pastor that woman died they did not reconcile and i asked and that one was crying bitterly. I now asked people, people that knew about this case, I was asking them, I used it to preach in my church. This thing now that happened, that this woman died, that they did not reconcile here. How will it be there we are going to? Which excuse will you tell God? Which kind of hearts we, that call ourselves believers, have this time around? No, for, no more. We, we are now full of unforgiving spirits. We can't forgive one another. We see everything as that thing is wrong. We blame each other. We judge each other wrongly. Are we to judge? Who are we to judge? Now, where is that woman heading to? Now she's dead. They did not reconcile. Where is she heading to? Will she use that face to, uh, 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 to face God? The shame and everything. What will she, which excuse is she going to tell God? <sighs> In fact, even me this time around, I'm afraid. I only every day when I wake up, I just pray to God. I say, please, God, help me. I know I'm not doing it right, but please help me. I am working towards perfection. It's not that I'm perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm the worst sinner, but please, even though when I sin, help me to remember my sins and to pray for repentance and you forgive me. Praise God. So we need to allow God to flow in our lives. Have this burning passion for him. Like this set of people, there are so many people like that. But now, some of us that are used to evangelism, we no longer go to people and talk to them. We no longer go for evangelism. There are so many people that need, they have not even heard about the word of God. 
they have not look at that uh, 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 the people uh, the 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 example that i give or the illustration that i give in the book of acts about the drunken love the the, the disciples the apple the disciples how they were drunk these people before they came they were sinners they never knew about god but they were led to god they told them about god they preached to them immediately they received it they received the word of god they knew that ah this man they are talking about ah this man loved us how come this man came to save us and they killed him he he, he, he died this man loves us we need to return this love back to him they opened their hearts they welcomed the good news and that was how the spirit of god they were filled with the spirit of god and they were drunk they received the new wine praise god we need to revive our passions in god that first passion that first love we have in god we need to go back sit down and ask yourself where have i gone wrong Cry over it. Ask God, Father, Holy Spirit, remind me. Where do I go wrong? I used to be like this before. I used to do this before. I used to do all these things before. But now I'm no longer doing it. What happened? Remember. Just try to remember. Immediately you remember anyone. You captured anyone. My dear, just repent from it. Repent. Turn away from your sins have a change of mind start confessing your sins immediately have a remorse for them let god see your heart god watches the heart it's not our lips no matter how our lips move it's not all about our lips some of us we pray we are good in shouting calling down holy ghost fire doing this and doing it's not all about that god watches the heart the heart the heart of your service the heart of your love and that's the reason he had the church in ephesus God had something against them. They, are, they, 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 are, they were doing the work of God. They were too energetic. They, in fact, they are working in faith. They are doing it. But the problem they have is they lost their passion. They lost the love of God. The love of God, we are not in them. It's just like doing eye service. You are doing the work of God. You are doing eye service. Eh, so that let them see me that I'm doing it. You see the man of God coming now. You start cleaning church. You see the man of God coming. You start doing one thing or the other in the church. When he calls you, say, I am somewhere preaching. And you are not doing anything. I service in the house of God. That's what is happening these days. That's what is we are here. We are seeing now in churches. No one is doing the work. Even though they are doing it, they are not doing it perfect. They are doing it. They do half. They leave half. Immediately, the man of God will leave. Mm, that ends the work. The burning desire, the love of God just faded away from our lives. What is happening? Children of God, we need to revive this burning desire. We need to revive the love of God back again in our lives. Let the church strong, start strong. We don't need to shake. We need to stand for God. We need to promote the gospel. We need to speak to people about God. We need to correct people of their mistakes with, with humbleness, with humility. Because some people I know, nobody is righteous, but the way we correct have even stopped people from coming to church. The way we judge people, the way we correct people, we take ourselves as the best. We are deputy Jesus. We are, now, we are the one now handling the, 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 the bag of blessing from God. But thank God for whom God is. We don't need to judge. We need to correct with love. Stop scaring people away from the houses of God. Correct them. Let that burning desire continue in our lives. 
When you repent, what do you do? In that same place, in verse 5, where we read in the book of Revelation chapter 2. In verse 5 of it, it says, when you repent, you know, return, return, go back to your first love, your passion, your burning desire for God. Go back. Those things, the work of God you used to, used to do before, go back and start doing them. Do them and do them perfect. Don't be like the people in the church of Ephesus. You are doing it, but you are doing it like an assignment, like an obligation. Thank God for the man of God. He said, any little opportunity you see, use it. Make use of it. Use it perfectly. Hallelujah. Conclusion. Refuse to let your love grow cold. Set up the love in your life towards the church. Not only the church, even your family, your marriage, your friends, your neighbors. Even your co-workers in the household of faith. Reach out to others who are hurting and in need. Pray for people and bless them. Because some of us, we are full of causes. Instead of blessing, we cause people. Maybe we remember we said, he said, on the fire, and you go do this one. Not In fact, pray for people. Bless them. Encourage them. Encourage uh, uh, evangelist fulfillment, Ubi, for this work of God, for his outreach. He's doing it. At times I jealous him. The work of God is doing. Nobody. We need to support him. Support him in this platform. Support him in the things of God. He, he, he's not seeking his own. Support him in the area of the less privileges. Support him. But we want him to start calling us one by one and start begging us to do this one. He's not doing this work because of what he will eat. It's not in this world because of uh, this kind of, you want to, this big thing you want to achieve or this big title or whatever. No, a young guy like this that just bring out his time, bring out everything about him, rejected everything as a young guy, rejected so many uh, 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 selfish desires that most of us have these days. And he's just decided and said, no, I must serve this God to the end. That's why I said I jealous him. And he's doing it and he's doing it. Perfect. We need to support him. Support him in the area of money. When you love someone, not say, I love, I love for mouth. When you love, you give. Don't allow him to call you and start running after you and asking you for anything. You are giving him, you are not giving him, you are giving on behalf of the less privileges, those that is helping, those children out there, some skills. We have seen it here on air. We have seen some of the pictures. We have seen it. Grow to the point, one of your first thoughts each morning in your heart is about how can I bless someone and put smiles in their faces? How can I bless someone? Wake up any morning like, oh, Jesus. All your thoughts is, oh, God, show me who to bless today. I need to bless someone. I want to bless someone. But some of us, you see your neighbor is dying. You see the children crying for food. You see the children crying for hunger. You see some of them in need. But we are eating. We have leftover. We throw it away. Even in their presence, it's wickedness. That's the kind of hearts that we have. And we call ourselves believers. All these things are happening in the body of Christ. And we are not doing anything about them. We are not concerned. We don't care. Where is the love of God in our lives?
Hello, ma'am. We can't hear you. I don't know if you're still if you're still there of his network problem. It's network. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. All right. So, as I was to, uh, saying before, we should try our best and do not allow this burning desire in you, the love of God in you, to wax cold. That's why this man of God, uh, uh, Evangelist Fulfillment, he's a good encourager. He encouraged me when we first met. I used my issue, I used my health to give him a, 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 an excuse. Because the burning desire in me was going down. It was just fading. It was going down. Because how can I be serving God? How can I be serving God? I am sick. How can I be serving God? I go to church. I do this. I do this one. I serve him well to my own understanding. I serve him well the way I need to serve him. I was doing it. But see yet, this thing has been my problem. Why? Is God no longer there? Does it mean that God does not answer prayers again? I was, in fact, I was, it's like the desire I had for God was going down. And when I told him, he said, Ma, please, uh, uh, there's this word that you want to tell me that, please, that uh, forget about the issue, whatever I am passing through, that I should just leave it for God, that God knows what to do, that uh, He will only encourage me that, uh, do I know whether God is waiting for me to go for evangelism, to go and talk to people? preach to people, and you see, I will be healed. Ah, when I heard that word, I tried to give excuse. He said, no, ma, it might be, just go, go for evangelism. I tried to tell him, I said, I cannot even walk. If I walk, the problem will be too much. I give excuse. And he said, I know, ma, but try. God is your strength. By the time you speak to one or two people, I tell you, you'll be revived back again. You will see God will heal you. And today, I am bold enough to say, God has been seeing me through. Hallelujah. Please, my brothers and my sisters, we need to revive the burning desire for God back again in our lives. Talk to people around us. Encourage people. Grow to the point that, I've told us before, when you wake up in the morning, grow to the point that your heart, is just, maybe your heart desire is just looking for someone to bless. Love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you, and God bless us all. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Ma, for this teaching. Like I, I can literally feel the fire. You've you've taught you, a lot. You've taught a lot. And I believe that what's what we've heard today can can take us for years. Like we've really gained wisdom and insight. And when you listen to someone who has been ministering the gospel, who is a pastor, you can feel the impact. And I believe that we have a life, we have been blessed. Thank you so much. I really appreciate And I'm really honored to have you on this platform, teach the gospel and encourage others. And you have pointed us in the direction. Now our eyes is open and we know what to do. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh. All right. Okay, we're going to take um, a little time to pray. We've heard the word and the word have hit us this evening. We want um, to go back to our first love. We want to um, go back to that um, that passion 
want to go back to those times that we're newly saved, that we're motivated, intoxicated to serve God. And we want to see how we can become so passionate that even the devil will be scared of us. So maybe you've lost it. Maybe you've not been consistent. Maybe you've been giving excuses when it comes to the things of God. Maybe you have been drawing behind. Maybe you can no longer pray. You can't fast. You can't study the scripture. Maybe you've been deceived. This is a moment for you to go back to God and plead for mercy. She gave us steps to take. He said, we should return, we should remember, we should return and we should repent. So this is a, a time for us to, to look at ourselves. Uh, you, you know yourself more, you more than anyone can know you. You know if you've been slacking behind. You know if you've been saving God from your heart or if you've just been doing it because you want to do it. It's a time to pray. So just open your mouth, speak to the Lord this evening, pour your heart to Him. If you can cry, cry. If you can lie down, lie down. Whatever posture you want to take, take. But it's important because this has to do with your internal destiny. I used to tell people, I said, no man on earth can fulfill destiny without God. So in the totality of your life, that have been written down, um, written and recorded in the heavens, if your life is not in Christ, if it's not a according to the will of god then whatever you're doing in life here is nothing so open your mouth and pray let the holy spirit um open your heart this morning repent if you need i'm sorry this evening repent if you need to repent and talk to god oh jesus we believe and we are ready we have heard your word and i pray that this word will not leave us will not leave our hearts that as we as we end this session this evening we'll go from here here to begin to do great and mighty works. I know you have you have you have called us to greater works. You have called us to do things that people in the world cannot do. You have called us to shake nations. You've called us called us to to bring into reality the possibilities of the kingdom. So Lord God Almighty, as as many that are online that are, that is hearing the sound of my voice, that will listen to this on a later date. I pray that their life will be totally changed and transformed that the fire will be planted in their heart and will take them extra mile for God. That when they, when they begin to display, to work for you, people will be encouraged. People will, will, will not understand where the passion is coming from. They will look at their life and they will see God literally in their life. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you've done. And we give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate those of us that are online. I wish I could call names, but we need to end this session soon. Tomorrow is going to be a, um, a very, very interesting day, a very powerful day. And I believe God is going to um, visit us in another dimension. So I want to encourage us as we end this session, just drop in the group um, the things you learned, the things that you got today that um, that, really, that really stood out for you, what you've learned that um you know we help you in your Christian race. The reason why we hold T-Class conferences is to deal with those issues that we face in our Christian journey so we can strengthen ourselves and work intimately with God. So at the end of this um and the end of this meeting, just go to the group and just type um just encourage someone, encourage those that were not um able to join us today and try to uh, invite other people 
um to be part of this tomorrow this um this spot this um episode will be uploaded in our podcast the living flames of fire podcast so um in case anyone misses it you can always refer them to listen to it um at the living flames of fire podcast thank you so much um um what we're doing here we're doing it um out of a heart of love so if god touch your heart you can donate to the ministry and this, it will be channels to our outreach project and evangelism and all that if you need further assistance or you have a question you can drop it on the group or you can message any of the admin they will get in touch with you thank you so much god bless you have a wonderful day ahead